Hi, welcome to Free to Our Connection. I'm here with Dave Clark talking about the military news. So welcome. Thank you for having me here. I appreciate, uh, appreciate your time. So how did you get involved with the military news? So I grew up in Midland. And my first experience with journalism was when I was a student at Central Intermediate School. Okay. And I wrote my first news story for the school newspaper. And, uh, and I learned about journalism from my teacher, uh, my English teacher, Mike Fetterspiel. He was my first journalism teacher. And I liked it so much, I continued in high school uh, and I wrote for Midland High's Focus. And I had a really great journalism teacher there named Amy Hutchinson. So she introduced me to the Midland Daily News. She thought I would benefit from meeting and working with some real journalists. So she took me to the Daily News and invited me to spend time there with their editor, Gordon Britton. So that's how I got involved with the Daily News. And then uh, right after high school, I started writing uh, for them. And my friend, Lori Qualls, who still works for us, uh, she was my first mentor there at the Daily oh. News. So we go back a long ways. Congratulations. Thank you. What was your favorite thing about being a journalist? Wow, there's a lot of things to love about being a journalist. But I think my favorite thing is doing things like this. It's meeting people. It's just getting a chance to interview them and to learn about their stories. Uh, journalists have such amazing access to people. Um, people in their towns that have interesting stories to tell all the way up to you know, baseball players or the governor of Michigan. Um, you know, journalists have the ability to connect with a lot of people, but my favorite thing is, is connecting with people here in town in Midland and learning about their stories. Wow, what was it? Favorite story ever? My favorite story ever. Boy, I've written a lot of stories. That's a that's a tough question to do. Um, I think one of my favorite stories was one that I wrote recently, and it wasn't a traditional news story. It was actually a column I wrote okay. about our dog after we had our dog put to sleep. She was she was old and she had. Um, she was sick, so it was the right thing to do, but you know, you miss your pets. You know, after I published that, I got so many emails and letters and just people who, who connected with that because they'd lost pets too. Wow. So the result of that is, and I'm actually working on one of these now with a family, is that we do pet obituaries in the Midland Daily News. So I got the chance to write that about my dog, and we wanted to ex extend that invitation to other people. Wow. So uh, that's a thing that 
started as just a piece that I was writing that ended up being a feature that we're going to include in the daily news from now on. Congratulations. Thank you. Tell us about the Millen Daily News online website. Thank you for asking about that. Um, OurMidland.com is our website. We also do an electronic newsletter that we send to everyone's email who signs up for it. We do okay. two of those. Um, that is the best way for us to deliver journalism today. We are always going to have a print edition. I mean, for the foreseeable future, we'll always have something like that. But we are able to share our journalism with that website to everyone in the world. Wow. It used to be, when I was your age, back in the day, the only way that we could deliver the newspaper is like people physically delivering it around town. And that kind of limited us to a location here. Like, how far could we really deliver it every day? Um, so kind of just in our zip code. But today, when we publish uh, digitally on the, on the Internet, People all over the world read our stories. People in Australia and in India and in Japan can read what's happening in Midland uh, at the same time that you can and everybody else who subscribes. So um, that's probably the most exciting part of, uh, of journalism today is really learning how to do that better and deliver the news uh, digitally. Wow. That's really big. Yeah, there's millions of people now that yes. read Midland News wow. on our website. So what does the E edition mean? So the E edition is, uh, it looks like the paper, so it looks like a page, uh, but it's on our website. It's a digital version of the paper every day. People still really like that. I think it's kind of it's kind of fun, um, you know, the physical paper you have to hold in your hands, and then that one looks just like it, but you can actually click on the pages and flip them that way. So that's one of the features on OurMidland.com. Wow. So how do you edit with the Millendale News? So editors have two jobs. One of the jobs and the one, the, the part of the job I think most people are familiar with is that we take reporters' work and we fact check it. We try to check for grammar and punctuation and make sure that it, it is uh, as well written as it can be before it's published. Okay. So that's the first part of the job. The second part of the job, after we've gotten done with all the local stories, is you know, what else is there out there? So there's uh, news agencies like the Associated Press. We try to find the best, most interesting, most relevant stories and include those in the paper, too. Wow. Are other jobs that are like the Midland Daily News? So other jobs at the Midland Daily News besides editing, there's a couple of us that do that. Dan Chalk is a managing editor, so he helps do that. Um, then there's reporters. So we have several reporters that cover the community, schools and crime, um, city council, things like that. So reporters uh, are another big part of our newsroom. And then there's the advertising sales staff. So they go out and they help businesses advertise their business uh, by running ads in the paper. Uh, and then there's a bunch of other um, jobs that people don't usually see. We have a, a printing press in Big Rapids that actually like 
creates the paper and we have drivers that drive it over here every day and then we've got people that help deliver it. So it's a, still a really big operation. But in Midland, it's really those three kinds of jobs, advertising and reporting and editing. Wow. Thank you for joining Fatal Collection. Thank you. And you know what? I've done a lot of interviews. I've conducted a lot of interviews um, and been interviewed a few times. You're a really good interviewer. So uh, keep up the great work. Keep up the great journalism. So can you tell us more about the Midland Daily News? Okay. Um, you can read us at OurMidland.com. So that's the best way to find out what's happening is to go on our website. Uh, you can also email me if you have a story idea or a news tip that you'd like to share. My email is David, D-A-V-I-D, period, Clark, C-L-A-R-K, at Hearst, H-E-A-R-S-T dot com. Well, thank you for joining the Facebook Connection. Thank you for having me here. So, that was Dave Clark on Monday News. I'm your host, Luke Jungler. Facebook Connection signing off. Hi. Welcome back to 3, 2, 1, Connection. I'm here with Delos, a part talking about Adoption option. So welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. So welcome. So how did you get involved with adoption? Well, that's a story that could take hours, but the short version is I went to a program and I saw a booth called MARE. MARE is stands for Michigan Adoption Resource Exchange. Okay. And that is a book. At that time, it was a book that was published monthly with more than three to 400 children wow. that did not have an adoption plan, but they were still in foster care. And since their parents' rights had been terminated, they couldn't go back home. So these children were kind of in limbo. And although there were many great adoption agencies already out there, these children still had nowhere to go. So I wanted to know if I could help. And they said, not unless you're a nonprofit. And so that's when we created Adoption Option Inc., a nonprofit organization uh, dedicated to helping children in foster care. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you. So tell us more about um, how children can find homes. Well, there are lots of ways. We have a foster licensing department and they recruit families. So at the end of the program, when they give you our number, if you're interested, call and we'll have more information. Um, we also help children in foster care with skills so that if they are not going to go back home, but they're going to grow up and be on their own, uh, we have services to do that. We have a mentoring program, so if you're interested in helping with mentoring, give us a call. In fact, today um, was the keynote address for the Michigan Teen Conference. Every year, we invite teens uh, who in foster care across the state of Michigan uh, to come to one college campus and hear speakers, speakers who have been in foster care. This morning's speaker had been homeless, he had been um, without a car, um, and he had uh, fallen really down on his luck. But you know what? The resilience skills that he learned along the way helped him climb back up, and he 
now owns his own company where he uh, does a national podcast on wow. uh, resilience. And I shouldn't say national, it's an international podcast on resilience. Uh, so it's a wonderful opportunity uh, to help youth. If you're interested in helping youth, give us a call. Congratulations, Bob. Thank you. We have a great team. Yes. It's not just me. That conference is put on by multiple agencies that work together. That's really amazing. So what does a foster family do? Oh, their job is to support, love, nurture, care for a youth as though they are their own. That's what their responsibility is. We um, train them. We offer them training through a program offered by DHS. Every foster parent goes through that training about the different ages and stages of children, different expectations. You know, a two-year-old can't do what a 12-year-old can do. A 12-year-old can't do what a 17-year-old can do. So we talk about expectations. We talk about trauma. Um, before you ever get your license, a person comes out and interviews you and asks you, why do you want to do foster care? What's your goal? Do you want to help this child? Do you want to help this child even if the court decides they should go back home? Do you only want to help children if they can be a child that you adopt? So we ask every question that the state of Michigan can think of to try and find the best fit. because. Some parents love athletics. Some children love athletics. Some parents love um, sedentary activities. And some children like sedentary activities. So we try to find a family that's going to best meet the needs of the child that's in foster care. Wow. So what are the stages of adoption? The first stage is uh, expressing an interest, saying, I want to consider adoption. Uh, it's not a, I'm going to do it, it's give me more information. So that's the first stage, give me more information. Okay. So then the second stage is after we give you all that information, you have to decide, hmm, now that I've been through the education classes, do I really have time to do this? And if you say yes, based on all the knowledge you've given me, I want to do this. Then you go to the next stage and fill out an application. Uh, that application results in a home study. Once you've got a home study, and that can be called different names. Some people call it a home study. Some people call it a family assessment. They're all the same thing. Ask a lot of questions to make sure you have a heart for helping children. Uh, once your home study's done, then you can um, go to an adoption um, book like Mir or it's now a website, it's not a book anymore. Or you can work with your caseworker and see what child needs a home. Wow. So, are there any safety for adoption? Are there any safety? Is that what you ask? Yes. Oh, yes, um, because we, when we do the adoption, we have to ask the state of Michigan we think this is a good match based on the family assessment and the child assessment. And then we send that to the state of Michigan and the MCI office looks at it and says, okay, we agree. Or they say, no, we don't agree. And if they say they, they, they don't agree, that's a safety net that checks our work. And so if they say they do agree and that 
then we get a document back called the consent to adopt from the state of Michigan. Once we've got that document, there's another safety check. Uh, we also do an adoption subsidy application, and that is a separate group looking at the family and what we have put together and matched. And then after all those pieces are done, we go to the court and give everything to the court and say, we think this is a great idea. Uh, adoption subsidy has uh, uh, either agreed to it or not found them eligible. And the consent office, all three of us think this is the right thing to do. Wow. And then the judge has the last say. So no adoption is final until the judge looks at all the paperwork. So there are multiple safety nets to make sure it's a good adoption. So what can I learn more about adoption option? Um, there are three ways to learn more about adoption option. First is our phone number, 989-839-0534. Second is our website. It's pretty simple, adoptionoptioninc.org. And then last is our Facebook. So all three of those are great ways to get in touch with us. Well, thank you for joining the Digital Connection. Thank you for having me. So, so that was the Lois Leap Hall from Adoption Option. My name is Dr. Mike of Digital Connection is saying all. Thank you for watching. Hi, welcome back to Digital Connection. This time we have the mayor Marine Talker, and we'll be talking about becoming a mayor. So, welcome. Well, thank you for so much for having me here today. I'm excited to be here. I am excited too. Thanks. So, how long have you been the mayor? I have been on city council since 2007. Wow. And I was elected mayor in 2009. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Welcome. Thank you. So, what is, what is a job as the mayor? Well, let me, I'll, let me just tell you about our government. So cities typically have one of two kinds of government. You okay. either have a strong mayor form of government or a council manager form of government. And we have a council manager form of government here in Midland. So the city manager, his name is Brad Kay, the city council hires him and he's our employee and he really runs the city. And on city council, my job is to be um, the individual. I kind of lead the meetings when we have a city council meeting. I'm the official wow. signer for the city and I get to go out and promote the city to all of our residents and to others who are interested in learning about Midland. Well, that's a fun job I have. It is a fun job to have. And I actually have another job outside of that I run the Reese Endeavor, which provides housing for individuals with disabilities. So it really provides me, I think, a nice perspective on Midland. Congratulations. Thank you. So how did the people feel after the big flood happened? Well, I think things are slow. We would like to think that we're well past that flood of 2020, but we still have a ways to go. We know that not everybody has you know, received the money they were hoping to get if they've lost their house. But we are making progress in that and we're doing things to, to uh, help um, so you know, sewer back up and hopefully flooding, you know, we're working to be much more resilient as a community because we know it's gonna rain again, but we wanna be better prepared for sure. Wow. Yeah. 
tell us about the Poseville Park. Oh, that is something that I'm very excited about. So Poseville Park is one of our newest um, park projects, and it's located where the old 4D, some, you know, it was a brick plant used to be located. And it's right at that Poseville entranceway to Midland. So we're building a wetland park there, which will be very different than any other kind of park we had. And we're building this very cool pedestrian walkway, which will be right there by the east end, and you'll be able to walk over and access that park. It's very cool. And it's kind of, it's going to be steel, and they're in the process of building that right now. And it will have that, that round kind of shape like the Tridge has, but we're going to, the plan is to paint it green. So we'll have that wonderful Curry Bridge, which is red, then we'll have the Tridge, and then we'll have this other bridge, which I'm not sure what we'll call it, but it'll really add to the excitement of things going on in our downtown. Wow. I know. So when will this happen? Well, we're in the process right now, and hopefully it will be completed by next year. Wow. Yep. Okay, look. Yeah, a lot to look forward to, isn't it? Yeah. I, and so right now you can kind of watch it happening. So the park is just really kind of under construction and really it's just moving the dirt around and beginning to make things happen. And soon, you know, we'll begin to see, I think, more as we get later into the summer and fall. Okay. Nice. So tell us about the Commons area. Well, the Commons has been... A, you know, a wonderful addition to our downtown. It started really during COVID for us um, when we started closing that area and creating a wonderful gathering space for our downtown. So it's been a, a great place to bring people together and they love going there at night, listening to music. And during the day, you can go and exercise or, or play games. They have wonderful seating areas. And um, we voted to continue that for a while, and I hate to say that I can't remember exactly how many years, but for sure you will be seeing the commons for the next couple of years here. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's been a great addition to our community, and, you know, I think people really enjoy it. I do too. Yeah, nice. Do you, do you go down for tunes by the Tridge or any? Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's really nice. It is nice. People are down there. They're dancing. They get to see their friends. It's a fun, fun place to go just to be with people. Wow. Yeah. What is your favorite memory about being there? That's kind of a tough question. I, there's so many things I like about it, but I'll tell you one of my favorite things that I get to do as mayor, and that is the, um, it's a program that we do in May with students in second and sixth grade, okay. and they create art that of places that they love in Midland. And it's called um, the Midland, um, beautiful, Midland, Make Midland Beautiful Art Celebration. So I get to meet all of these students at a, at a city council meeting and they bring their artwork in and they show us what they love about Midland. And I, that's one of the things that I really enjoy doing. Wow. Yeah, it's nice. Thank you, thank you. So, what are your big dreams for the future of Midland? Oh, you know, we have this wonderful vision statement for all of Midland, and it's together, forward, bold, an exceptional place where everyone thrives. 
And I think we're just working to make Midland be a place where people really feel that it's their home, where they feel a sense of belonging, um, and they can thrive here as individuals. So it's something that I think as a community, we're working towards that every single day. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. So what can I learn more about the mayor? About, the, about me or the city? About the city? the city? Well, there's a couple ways to learn about the city. So one of the ways that I think is really fun is called Citizens Academy. Okay. And we do that at the beginning of the year, and it's a 10-week course, and people can sign up. We can only take a certain amount of people, so we draw their names out of a hat. And you, we call it getting up close and personal with your city. So you learn about our history. You learn about our form of government. You learn all about the services that we provide, and you get to see how we actually do it. So you get to go and you know be in a fire truck or go to the law enforcement center and see the shooting range or, or go to the wastewater treatment plant and see how we treat water. So it's a very exciting way to learn about your city. And I think that's a great way to learn more about Midland. But if you need to know something today about Midland, you can go to our website. Thank you for so much going to well, connection. Yeah, thank you, and thank you for inviting me You're here so today. Welcome. Yeah, it was great. So that was Marie Donker, I'm Aston Mayor, and my name is Luke John White, your host. Thank you for connection. Signing off. Thank you so much for all people that came to be a part of Thank you. Thank you.